Welcome everybody to the We Love Philly podcast. I am joined today with Batala Philadelphia. Do you want to go around the room and just say who you all are? Sure. Uh, I'm Rob Emanuel. I'm the assistant uh, music director. I'm Ingrid Marty. I just started a month ago. Shanja <laughs> Cruz. Uh, yes, I'm starting up about two months, I think. Jennifer Nelson, a Surdu player, uh, started a year ago. Uh, Casey Ross, I played Dobra, and I used to play with Barcelona New York from 2014 to 2016, and now I play with Barcelona Philadelphia. And I'm Cindy Lenti, and I'm the musical director. I'm Elizabeth Cottrell, and I play 32. I've been doing this for one year with Barcelona Philadelphia. Awesome. I'm also joined by two of my students. You want to introduce yourself? My Kate Gonzalez. I'm Kasim Karamoko. I'm a student at OBR, one right ready. All right, so you keep saying this word and I'm pretty sure that the people listening aren't not understanding what is Batala. So Batala is a combination of a deity, O Batala, and it also is, uh, it stands for hit there. So it's like a mashup of the two phrases or ideas. And that's the origin of her name. So you said there's one in New York as well. Is this a countrywide thing? It's a global arts project. There are over 44 batalas across the world. Sometimes it's hard to keep track of them all, but just to give a few examples, there's batalas in Greece, uh, in the UK, France, Spain, Brazil. We go down there. There used to be a batala Bahia, not anymore. Um, there's one in Brasilia. Uh, also Argentina, Mexico. So I can keep going and going, but we have a pretty wide coverage except for Asia, which is in the works. It's so in the works? It's in the works. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you going to go there yourself? Uh, if the one in India opens, I will be there, yes. Wow. Yeah. There's wow. one in Singapore too, isn't there? No, not that, a Batala. That one is not actually associated with Batala Mundo. Uh, it just uses the Batala name and no one's totally sure why. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like kind of a mystery. <laughs> they're trying, so Samba Hege is newer in Singapore yeah. and um, they're just trying to get some of uh, the Batala branding. What so was the word you just used? Uh, which one? Samba Reggae. Samba. So um, in Brazilian Portuguese the R's are H's. Oh, okay. Sound. So instead of Samba Reggae I say Samba Reggae. Oh okay. Yeah. So what is the history of Batala? So the history of um, Batala and I'll refer to it as Batala Mundo. Um, that's how we differentiate ourselves. So we're Batala Philadelphia and then when I talk about Batala, I'll say Batala Mundo, and I mean the rest of the bands. Um, but it started 21 years ago um, in Paris. And so our main maestro, um, his name is, we call him Mestre Giba, and he started it up 20 years ago when he was in Paris, um, and he just wanted to drum on Sundays like he was used to doing back in Bahia. And so he started up this little group, and it quickly spread from Paris to Portsmouth in the UK, and then from there it just Wow. Basically. Wow. So, are you a nonprofit organization? This chapter is a is a five hundred one c three. Yes. Oh wow. Were you here? Were any of you here when I got started? I was. You were. Yeah. Is there is there any way you could give our listeners what it's like to start a nonprofit? A lot of people listening are interested in stop starting nonprofit. Interested in helping the community. Yeah. I mean, we. So Cindy, I moved to Philadelphia in twenty. 15 for the second time and Cindy when did you move down here? I moved here in 2017. 2017. So Cindy and I had played in Barcelona, New York together 
and when Cindy moved down, she got in touch with me and said, I want to start a Philadelphia band. Are you interested? Do you want to join? Do you want to help me get things off the ground? Stuff like that. And so we met up a couple times for coffee to like talk logistics. And Cindy, you definitely did most of the heavy lifting with like filing the paperwork and getting all that stuff. It's but not easy. Yeah. Casey can tell you it's hard. It took it took a while. We you know we came up with a mission statement and sort of what what the goals of the organization were and how it would be structured and things like that and documented everything. Came up with like a list of guidelines and principles that we wanted to follow. Because it's Philadelphia and because I have a history of uh, Quaker education, we based a lot of our membership guidelines and our goals and objectives on principles that are pretty central to Quaker tenets of nonviolence and collaboration and openness, as well as direct communication and taking personal responsibility for yourself and for your community. So the real sort of underlying message that we decided to start the organization with was that it was a community within the community of Philadelphia that everyone in Batala who joins, whether they come every week or every month or if they've had to leave for health reasons or family reasons or just because they don't want to do it anymore, is part of this sort of family that we have and we're all responsible for ourselves and also for each other. And so that was kind of one of our core visions and mission statements. And then the actual work of getting the nonprofit set up, I think, was it was pretty arduous for you, wasn't it? It was a lot of work, um, and luckily I had Casey, and another member who's not here today, Erica. To once you do all the legal work, then you also have to start doing some internal structure building, and so they each put in uh, over 40 hours to oh, wow. build some of the yeah. interior stuff, like the like Google Drive and just. Yeah. We were sort of writing um, like position descriptions as well, so coming up with an idea of if there's a board. What does the board look like? What are the different responsibilities? Social media manager, director, assistant director. I think for a while we had a bunch of different titles, so like operations, communications, and financial. I think were the big three umbrellas. There were five. Five. Yep. Yeah. But you can set up, when you guys go to start your nonprofits, you can set it up pretty much any way you choose. So um, it's really important that you start with a mission statement. And then the values, what Casey was speaking of is, is our, our core values. And so the mission statement is critical. You have to put that in every paperwork, every everything. The values you don't have to put in your paperwork, but it's just, you'll use that in your grant applications and things. But the mission statement is really important. It needs to be concise and like smallish, maybe like one sentence or two. So, and that's where you get your start. Wow, great. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah. How has the community embraced Batala in Philadelphia specifically? I feel like we've got a good embrace so far. Uh, we I just feel like they're catching on. Yeah. The more they see us out. Well, so there's there's like the additional musical community. So people like the tr Patrice drum like a lady yeah, have been amazing. Like we've gotten a lot of support from other musicians and other musical groups and stuff like that. I think the general public still doesn't really know what to do with us. We're one year old. Yeah. We have time. So we have time <laughs> to so, you know, when you if you go to a show in DC or in New York and where there's been a more established band and people are used to seeing them and hearing their music, you know, people will hear them from five blocks away and go, Oh my gosh, like that's Batala and run over and then like dance and go crazy. And I think here people are still figuring out what we are and so they hear something and they're like, What's that? Should I go check that out? And then at the parade, like trying to get people hyped and like to dance through and dance around. I think, you know, we're slowly trying to train Philadelphia <laughs> to get as into our performances as we are. But in general, the guidelines are three years. 
yeah. for your presence to be established. Yeah. What do you mean by, like, what happens? It takes about three years for you to, oh, okay. if you start out with a mission statement, a vision statement, um, and then you put your, you know, you get a strategic plan going, then you build into your strategic plan, you know, how you're going to brand yourself and what kind of presence you want to make in the community, and then usually you want to establish that by the third year. But not so, you know what I mean? You, there shouldn't be pressure to do it all in the first year. Yeah. So, and then for us being one year old, I think we do an amazing job. And um, Absolutely. we've got a little bit, you know, a little, we're already getting recognition and we're embraced also by the Capoeira community here in, in Philadelphia, which, you know, that's a, a whole, another group that leads, like they have a day called Brazilian Day Philadelphia that they have the mayor declare so, you know, we're getting embraced little by little. So by, you know, ask us this question again in another year. In another year after that, yeah. I also yeah. think it was really important when we were talking about starting a band in Philadelphia to make sure that we weren't displacing any bands or musical experiences that were already here. So making sure that we, you know, reached out to the Capoeira community when we were first starting, reaching out to the existing Samba bands and inviting people to come to our first rehearsal and our workshop just to say like, hey, like we're here, we're doing something slightly different from you guys. And we're really excited to be here and be part of this community and sort of join this community that we know already exists and acknowledging that like there is a history of samba in Philadelphia, there's a history of samba reggae in Philadelphia, there's a history of marching bands that are really important to the city and to the culture, especially in sort of some of the outer neighborhoods. And so really wanting to make sure that we've always acknowledged that while this band is new to Philadelphia, you know, what we're bringing is not something that's necessarily out of this larger context of trying to be really sensitive to the fact that there are other groups that are here. So the fact that the Capoeira community kind of embraced us really quickly has been really nice and like warm, fuzzy, happy feelings, I think, about being able to like share this project that we're doing and know that we're not stepping on any toes or, you know, accidentally um, as far as we know anyway, like making anybody feel uncomfortable or displaced or anything like that. Well, you guys are doing great for one year. I thought you guys <laughs> existed longer than that period of time because mm -hmm. when I went back home, people were telling me like, you heard the band that was on downtown, they, were, they did great. Yes. People were recording, spreading the news. It was even, was it on the news? Yeah, yeah all, all, yeah. all yeah. members. Oh, That's a great record. It was really cool. We were just like, what were you refreshing all of the social media feeds and checking yeah. all the hashtags. With you guys, the women's march. Yeah. Oh, the women's march. Yeah. yeah. Nice. How did you? Uh, how did you like volunteering for the women's march? Oh, it was, it was great. Okay. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. 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 yeah I feel like you brought the party at the women's <laughs> march. I've never, seen, I've never been a part of something like that. I was like, oh, we're the parade. Yeah. <laughs> Just turning around and looking yeah. at all the signs, and I was like, oh wow, agreed. Yeah. Well, you, Eliza you really and I. We got started a year ago because of Batala DC at the Women's March in DC. Oh, you went to the actual yeah, they, one in DC. We were down there and we heard this noise and we were like, what is this? And we started walking and dancing and we were loving it. We were with the, another group of friends and we got right up to the front and we marched at the front with them up to the White House. And we were just like, who is this? It was DC's all women. So it was a group of about 60 women, all ages, all sizes. And their energy was so infectious that we were hanging out with them and asking questions. And they, when they found out we were from Philadelphia, they said, "You, they're starting in Philly. You got to get a hold of this girl. We got a hold of Cindy." And it's been a year playing. Mm -hmm. So to go from watching them play a march to being in the march this year was quite a, <laughs> a year. 
And we had no drumming experience at all. Oh, at all? None. Oh, wow. So, so we came on and learned and had a great time. Yeah. You said earlier you get a warm, fuzzy feeling um, when you're part of the community. What do you think brings that on, that warm, fuzzy feeling and community? I feel it's like it's an adrenaline rush. Yeah. Like the first time you come out and you play, you're trying to learn and you're doing your own and doing it on your own time. But when we go out and the community sees us, you feed off of that. And I never really felt that before with any other organization or anything I'd been to. But all of a sudden, we're the center of attention. Everyone's watching us. And you just watch everyone start to amp up their energy immediately when we're playing. Like we did a marathon last year and it was the first time I used to do event coordination and I would plan marathons. Runners, when they're done, they go through the finish line. They run and they keep going and they go home. We were at the starting line and we were at the finish line. They were running through the finish line, turning around and coming back and dancing across from us while we played and we were all playing. We're like, the runners are sticking around and they, they were so amped up and they got us amped up and it's so much fun to feed off of the crowd. And I had never experienced anything like that before until I joined Batala and it's, it's been fun. And that's how we find most of our new members is by playing. Like it's the same way that Jen and I uh, saw DC and then we're like, how do we become a part of this? <laughs> it's like, it's this loop of we go out there and play, it attracts more members. It's, yeah. it's a good feedback segment. Is it as easy as that? I just show up and you can be yeah. a part of Batala? Mm -hmm. It's, it's yeah. a very low barrier of entry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no experience, no experience required. Um, like no musical experience, not just no drumming experience, so anybody can join. Well, the idea that Jiba had is that this is for all. So when yeah. he brought it out of, you know, out of Brazil and into Paris and decided to go forward with this project, he's like, it's open for all. So. Well, you, know, you guys have positive intentions. That's why the universe interacted you guys with the women's march and mm -hmm. the, you'll continue to grow off of that. Yeah. What was the mission statement exactly, if you can remember it? Hold on, I can pull it up. Oh, I thought you had it on paper in your back pocket. <laughs> 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 it um, it's on our website, if anybody wants to check it out, which is batalaphiladelphia.com. Batalaphiladelphia.com? Mm -hmm. That's B-A-T-A-L-A, -A -A, and then just philadelphia.com. Take a look. So it's... Um, Part of that's not the mission statement. Do you want to pick yeah. out the part that you know is exactly the mission statement? Our mission is to enrich and inspire our communities by providing an Afro-Brazilian musical and cultural experience through arts, education, and life performances. That's our mission statement. Wow. So again, when you write your mission statement, it should, only, it should be really, it should be, try to be one sentence. Not many people can do that. But it really needs to be short and clear and concise. Yeah, it's definitely. And it, and it happened. I mean, we're here yeah. because of what you did with the community. And then you uh, invited us in the practice today, which was really cool to watch. How did you like it? Yeah, it was fun. You guys did a good job. Yeah. I know, you yeah. called on right away. Yeah. It's definitely, it can, I mean, and I'm sure that, you know, you can speak to this probably a little bit easier, Ingrid, um, but it's it can definitely be, like, really difficult when you first come and maybe you have no idea what's going on, you don't know the music, you've never played it before, there are people around you who do know the music and you're like, I have no idea what's happening. All these crazy hand signs are going on. People are responding <laughs> to things that make no sense to me. Everything's nonsensical. Um, but it's really nice over time to see how, you know, as you get exposed to it and are taught and things like that, 
you can pretty much everybody oh, yeah. gets it. No, it's yeah. a, and really nice to see how everybody tries to help, you know. Yeah. I just arrived here. I have to say, for example, I'm not an English speaker. So for me, sometimes it's hard to understand everything, but there's always every, you know, someone who tries to help me, just not just in English, also just, you know, how to drum, that breathe, or whatever. It's yeah. Really yeah, I love to watch the learning circle when you're all teaching each other. Mm -hmm. And then I feel yeah. like everyone gets to watch each other, look at each yeah. other, no one's being singled out and everyone's getting the lesson all at the same That's time. That's one of our, one of our things. We have a tell show do learning environment. Tell show do. And what tell show do is it's a way to train people. It acknowledges that you may not know what their learning style is because there's audio, there's visual, there, there's kinesthetic. So if you don't know the person's learning style, in other words, we encourage to not overcorrect each other and let people make mistakes because when you make a mistake and you, it might, sometimes I'm slow and it takes me a, a week or two to figure out what I'm doing wrong. But if I can figure it out for myself, I'll know it forever. But if someone's just like, do this, do this, and then I freeze. And then, you know, my learning is not, it's not as organic as, so we try to let everybody learn organically while assisting and not overcorrecting or like using anything negative to, so. Nice, it seems like you have uh, a strong inclination towards education. Is that how else you would like to get involved in the community? Absolutely. Um, that's why it's such an honor to, to do this with you guys for two weeks now. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, it would be amazing to see more young people get involved. Um, and especially like we could make a giant super band of 100 kids. Yeah. <laughs> that would be something to see marching down the parkway. Absolutely. So yeah, definitely would like to get involved with the education um, of you know younger people because also this project gives you easy access to having something bigger than yourself, and then you know music is also healing and helps deal with stress and that yeah. sort of thing. So there's a lot of there's so many more things, but yeah, definitely want to get involved with you. Like Mr. Rob, I work at a job and I see him, and he told me all, as well. Um, if you know anyone who wants it, is interested in drumming, you could bring them along. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for that. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please join. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Always smile and great guys. Never recorded without I haven't said it. I mean, in, in Boxall, New York, for example, the youngest member that we had was 14 when oh, she joined, wow. um, and our oldest member was 72. I think, and they're, you know, generally when you have somebody who's a minor who's joining, you want, you know, a parent maybe to be there, be involved or something, and she and her mom were both in the band, which was really cool, and so it was a really interesting way also for these intergenerational connections to happen, because, like, I don't know, I was maybe 27 or 28 when I was playing with Basel in New York, and I had no, like, I don't know any 14-year-olds. Um, but I got to meet this really cool young woman who was really talented and really smart. And then also, like, the only people I know who are in their 70s are my grandparents. But then I had all of these friends who were, like, in their 50s, their 60s, their 70s, their 40s, their 30s, who just had all of these life experiences that I didn't have and came from different backgrounds and were different races and had grown up in different places. And it was really just one of the broadest spectrums of people, I guess in New York it was all women, so one of like the largest, most diverse groups of women that I was ever part of, but when you go to a Mundo event, it's the same thing, and most of the other bands are co-ed like we are, and so you're just meeting so many people from so many different backgrounds who are teaching you their language, and their music, and their everything, and it's really cool. Yeah, so really like taking the principle, it takes a village to raise 
not just a child, but all of us. Yeah. That sounds yeah. amazing. I didn't know the range was that that wide. Mm-hmm. I've come from a background where you don't force diversity in the nonprofit environment. Yeah. yeah. You have goals, you want to maybe have a broader range of whatever, but you don't force it. You know, you just try to create the environment that's open for that. So we have that environment that's open for us to be as diverse as possible in any way you could think of. That's oh. amazing. Mm-hmm. Are you uh, lucky enough to travel to these countries? Absolutely. So. Yeah. So we three of us just got back from Brazil right right now. Mm-hmm. Not to cut you off, that's what I was gonna ask. Do y'all have like a certain rhythm after all all the group goes by, or yes. oh, a particular? Yeah. Oh, remember in practice when I was saying samba hege? That's our that's our base rhythm. Yeah. For, and, so, and then all the breaks we were just doing, those are pretty universal. There's a little bit of differences between the bands here and there, but we have a, a pretty solid base where we can always come together. So. Yeah, so everybody plays the same the same songs. There's like minor variations sometimes in how they're played or what the calls are, but we all learn the same music for the most part. So then, um, I mean, so last year, Eliza, you were in Spain and you dropped you and Cindy dropped into a bottle of Barcelona that's rehearsal. That's right. Yeah. yeah, you can just jump right into any practice around the world. Yeah, and they just, just give you a drum. Instant family. Yeah, anywhere you go. Wow. Immediate, yeah. And then, I, I mean, I was in Mexico in October with the Mexico City Band, and I was doing workshops with them, and there were people from the UK there and people from France there who were also doing workshops with them. Who else have you played with? So you I, went to Notting I, I started in 2017 on this journey, and started in San Francisco, went to Greece, went to the UK, went to Mexico, back to Spain, I went to Spain before to visit on my one of my Greece trips. So then, um, and then I repeated that loop again. And so this was all for? This started in 2017 till now, so I've been, to, in these past three years, I've been to, or two years, I've been to about, I think, 10 to 12 Mundo events around the world. Wow. And it's always Greece, uh, Spain, England, um, Mexico, Brazil places here in the United States, and so the next on my list would be um, Guadalupe. And you just walk up and do the sign and they know? <laughs> no, you get, you get in touch with them beforehand. Yeah, just send a message like, hey, okay. usually, usually what will happen is that the members go through the music director and like, hey, can you arrange this for me? It doesn't always happen like that. You're welcome to reach out on your own as well, but if, if you're like new and you don't know people over there and you feel shy, you just tell your music director and then they'll reach out on your behalf, maybe find you some housing, you know what I mean, and it's a big family. So that's the, the benefit. There's over 1,600 drummers in Batala. You're the only one to join after hearing that. That sounds great. <laughs> 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 Travel the world and just join any part of day. Which, not all the bands are 501c3s, or non-profit, it's different names in different countries. Yeah. The reason why we've chosen to do a 501c3 is because we do want to work with youth, and it is my utmost goal to bring young people to um, Salvador Bahia, and we want to offer scholarships. We have a long way to go to build up you know, our budget to handle things like that. However, being a 501c3, at least that's a goal of ours that we can at- obtain. Service to others is the rent you pay on earth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As long as you keep that goal, I, I feel like things will work. You know, you guys really appreciate that very yeah. much. Thank you. So I would like to take a minute to acknowledge all of you. Um, after marching with you last week and then seeing you practice this week, I really, really appreciate what you're all doing for the community. How you are kind of leading the way and and pulling people out of their comfort zone. When we were at the women's march. I watched people who saw who you were 
and they looked shy and then they saw all of you and they were like I got this and I watched the confidence like <laughs> grew in their face and they were like we're following these people and then by the end when you did like the soul train line they were running through it marching and I was like oh okay like this can actually bring confidence to people this brings people together this creates community um, you want to help uh, children and education and teach people so I appreciate you so 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 much for that thank, thank you so much you. thanks and uh, I wanted to hear from Robin from Shanji before we go because I want to give everyone an equal opportunity to speak. So if you guys could direct some questions towards us, I might appreciate that. Well, we should we should say how we even met Shandi. Totally random. Again, we were doing an event, and he saw us loading drums in, and he saw me walk by with the drum, and he said, "What's that?" And I was like, "Oh, we're with you." He goes, "No, no, no, no. I know what that's about. Who? What's this group? Who are you? Who are you?" And I thought we were from the. New York, but yeah. <laughs> so you have you had history with the New York? No, no, no. I'm a I'm a drum. I'm a, I'm from Brazil, and I've been doing Brazilian drumming my whole life. I I teach in schools, and I have a, a group also. But uh, I decided to to get involved with this project because I, I really see the potential and how powerful it is. So yes, I just I'm about two months in it. And oh wow. Yeah, I'm still great learning the, the, the calls and the breaks and all. Yeah, yeah you make it look effortless. Well, Saji's a you know an awesome musician uh, that is, that is you know has bands and having having you know all of our music is actually like based in Brazilian music and it's, like, it's not really our own. We're, we're representing a, a music that has a really powerful past and we. It's great to be able to participate in that, and and uh, Sanji's been teaching us like even broader things than the sort of batula flavor of samba reggae, which has been really great to be able to participate in that culture even more and bring that uh, into us and, and and try to you know experience that. So I really appreciate that. One other thing I wanted to say was um, around sort of the warm fuzzy feelings, right? So I I'm also a musician. I've been playing guitar for a very long time. I've been advanced. I, I play drums. And what really attracted me to this band was the opportunity to play in an environment that really the, the enjoyment of drumming is the focus. And it doesn't matter if you're good or bad, you're just like enjoying the beat. And people that, um, you know, I normally don't get access to, like to, to socialize with are, are here and, and it's like a family that, of people that I like, would, would have never like been able to discover relationships with without this band. And we all get to just you know, have joy in a common sound and a common beat. And it's just really great weekly to like come here and sort of forget about the rest of the world and just drum. Beautiful. He loves us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves us. I think, I think uh, just to add, I think, I think Rob is a solid uh, member. And for someone that's coming just now to this project, it gave me uh, even more uh, confidence to participate, uh, knowing that uh, we have an awesome uh, snack player. And someone that brings a lot to the group too, you know, but I learned a lot from him also, so it's, it's, it's good for me that you're here. <laughs> See, warm and fuzzy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we all can learn from each other. Yes. Yeah. We just have to have more compassion with each other. Mm -hmm. So I want to reverse the acknowledgement that we got before because I want to acknowledge you guys for volunteering with the parade last time. Um, I've played in a lot of parades with Batala, 
And what I can say is that without the volunteer help, those parades do not happen. Like having people to clear the crowd if they're getting really in front of us or like provide water, especially during summer parades or even winter parades where like, you know, that one was only a mile, it took an hour, it was a fairly reasonable pace. But like, I, I've been in parades that have taken three, four, five hours one that was eight hours long that we don't talk about that parade. Um, it was overnight in Brazil. It was a lot. Um, but like there were no, there was nobody volunteering for a lot of those. And when you don't have sort of these volunteers who are there cheering you on and giving you water and like helping you if you drop something and stuff like that, it really, like it makes it easier for us to provide a great experience for everyone who's watching when we have volunteers who are not just available, but also like really involved in pumping up the crowd and stuff like that. So I do want to give you guys a shout out for like being present at the Women's March and contributing your energy to our energy and helping us out with bags and water and getting the crowd pumped and keeping them from stepping directly in front of us while we were trying to you know step over curbs and stuff like that. Um, but I want to make sure that we acknowledge how grateful we are for the people who volunteer with us, too. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So how, how can people get involved, volunteer? How can we find more of you, yeah. social media? Go to BatsalaPhiladelphia.com. Go to uh, Facebook, forward slash BatsalaPhiladelphia. Or go to Instagram. BatsalaPHL. Yeah. On Instagram. So you can send a message through any of those ways. And mm -hmm. then, so you can volunteer. Um, you can join the band, you can contribute any other talents that you have, whether it's whatever field you're in. There's this great thing about Batala is that it takes every field to kind of run it. Mm -hmm. So we nurses get put to use. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, seamstresses. Seamstresses, yeah. <laughs> um, graphic designers, musicians, like any field can, can participate in this project yeah. so, and in whatever capacity we'll try to find room. We have room for everybody. We'll figure out something. So before we wrap it up, uh, at the end of every podcast, we ask the same question. So. You can split up the answer among the group if you want, but since this is a teenage-created, teenage-ran podcast, if you could go back in time and tell the teenage version of you three things, what would you tell oh, God. them? So you can split up the three amongst yourself, but what would you tell yourself? If you could go back in time and talk to the teenage version of you, what would you say to them? I Definitely don't worry about what other people think. Follow your heart and your passion. Yeah. Don't worry about other people and their influence telling you not to do it. If you believe you need to do it, do it. Yeah, what's yeah. it? Don't give up. Even if, you, even if your own family or parents think you, know, you should be getting a real job instead of banging on the drum, but if you feel like that's what you got to do, <laughs> do don't give up. Um, yeah, it's like it's going to be okay. Sometimes everything just feels super, super overwhelming and like you don't have resources and you don't have someone to talk to or somebody who will understand and like your feelings are so intense um, but like it is going to be okay there are people who like are there and can show you the way to go and like how to do the things you want to do even if they're not the people that you hoped would be there um, and you're going to be fine because if you have hope <laughs> that's the last thing you should never give up on yeah hope enables everything that happens. So as bleak as it could get sometimes, as long as you have hope and as long as you still believe, then it's going to work out. So so that's very appropriate that that giant <laughs> hope is right above your head there. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you guys. Thank you.